What is the most essential component to a successful security program? According to Mark Eggleston, Chief Information Security and Privacy Officer with Health Partners Plans, it's an engaged and educated workforce interested and invested in awareness and defense. Eggleston joins us to discuss his formula for security strategy today. Mark, what was your inspiration for this? And give us an overview. Uh, I've been fortunate to, fortunate enough to have this role for a number of years. And when we go out to panels or we go and do community events or we go and educate internal stakeholders, it's, you know, we get different questions like, what should we do about educating the board? Or, you know, what should we do to, to, to attack the latest threat, whether it be ransomware, you know, or some other crypto variant or, or what have you? And for me, uh, I get a little bit of... Uh, solidarity and a little bit of uh, comfort and just really saying that your complete security program really boils down to just three resources. The most important resource of any security program is going to be your people. Uh, It's what powers the program, whether it's education, it's uh, coming up with the regulatory uh, interpretations, uh, the policies, procedures, all those things require people to, to, to make sure that it works together. So if you don't have the uh, appropriate amount and appropriate skill set, you're not going to be able to implement the other two, the processes and the technology. Now, more specifically, what's your approach and philosophy to investing in your people as part of your security strategy? Some, some folks from another organization always say you should be working hard to improve your human firewall, not necessarily your technical firewall. And there's some truth to that because the bad guys are when we engage with uh, the malicious folks out there, it is a cat and the mouse game. So we can try and implement all the different technologies, but that cat and mouse game equates to them continually trying to one up on us because we know that this is an, an asymmetric uh, game. So they're continuing to get better and better. So where does that leave us? We have to make sure that the people know how to defend things and know what to do when the technology is circumvented or the technology perhaps fails. Um, And so putting people to know the right things at the various levels of an organization is just very, very helpful. Um, There was a consultant that really helped me understand this one time, and you'll forgive me because it's going to sound a little hokey initially, but he said, if you really want to make sure that your company workforce is trained appropriately, you have to give them T. And of course, I kind of wondered what the heck does that mean? But T stands an acronym for training, education, and awareness. And when you talk about it in those uh, three different ways, most people provide an online training module for HIPAA compliance. And the interesting thing there is HIPAA does not require uh, a a covered entity to um, train their workforce on HIPAA. It doesn't. You can go back and look at it, but it clearly says that you need to train your organization on your interpretation, on your developed policies and procedures, not necessarily the rule. So, you know, a lot of people providing those online education systems, that would be kind of the education piece. It's kind of generic. Uh, it's not really helping them do their job better, and it's not really helping them get top of mind. To get things that are top of mind, you need to move on to the other part of the acronym, which is awareness. So sending out the company-wide emails, you know, letting them know the latest uh threat. For example, as we approach the Thanksgiving and Black Friday Christmas uh, season, there's a lot of people that are making, a lot of bad guys are going to be looking out to take advantage of shopping uh, uh, exploits. So making sure that people are aware of that through an awareness email does a lot of good. But there again, that still wouldn't be enough. You still need to give people one of the last components, which is training. And the training is when you actually give them specific instruction 
and how to do something better. Uh, what readily comes to mind there is the anti-phishing campaigns that we do, how to spot a fish, you know, looking for the grammar incorrectness, uh, looking for uh, the action for, you know, something immediate, um, and looking for, you know, links and attachments that just don't seem legit. Uh, it's another way to do it. Training people to do that helps, again, strengthen your human firewall. So it really takes all three, and, and that's one way to make your people a stronger resource. Um, a lot of people, when they think about a security program, too, or one of the questions I would get is, how, what, what do you say to your board? You know, what are the things to really educate? And I think it there, again, goes back to people. Uh, what is your board interested in? How does your board communicate with other people that have successfully made presentations and successfully gathered resources? Um, so it really, again, you can't have a successful organization without an engaged culture, both from the top and the bottom up, and engaging how your company does compliance, how your company uh, works with these uh, regulations is, is going to be paramount to your success. With awareness, it's often tough to measure success. So how do you overcome that? Um, that's a good question. I, I do think uh, that you have to have a quantifiable program, and what readily pops into mind there are metrics. So in my group, I have my management team provide quarterly metrics. These are things such as <clears throat> how many applications we securely provisioned, how many entitlement reviews we've done, um, what our secure scorecard is in the Office 365 environment, and many other things. Now, not all these things would be board presentable, but at least has a nice library of the things we're doing. What are the things that matter? Where are we drawing a line in the sand and where are we working to improve? And then we take a subset of this data and put a more narrative um, uh, documentation around that so it's board ready. It's got to be conversation ready. Uh, and some of those things, for example, are let's talk about uh, since we just spoke about the phishing, something there. In the healthcare industry, typically the click rate is in the low 20%, up even the upper 20%, and that's defined as people that either open the email, click on the link, or open the attachment uh, for a malicious attack. And uh, here at my organization, we've gotten that down to a single-digit percentage. So we're tracking that metric, but then we give our interpretation on why we're that way. And in our case, it's from launching an anti-phishing education platform, uh, launching a great technology to help screen out some of those things, and then um, a, a quarterly campaign uh, that continually tests our workforce, making sure they're using that training we spoke of earlier. And that's what helps us get that metric down to a very good rate. Besides metrics, what are some other ways that you show the business you're getting buy-in from the workforce? I think one of the things that helps me and helps my team is, are you getting people from the various business departments, from the floor, line staff, if you will, come and ask you questions? Uh, last month was Cybersecurity Awareness Month. So we went ahead and measured how much of our workforce participated in these activities because every week we were taking some of the content out there, offering incentives such as uh, door prizes and whatnot, and we're happy to say that we had well over 10% of the organization participate and volunteer to come in. So that was a good metric to show that your organization is um, engaged. And it, it's not necessarily a specific number, but that was an improvement over the prior year when we did it. So showing progress over the prior year or prior quarter's metric, I think, is a good sign to show that. Um, you know, getting invited into the executive meetings, getting invited into other departments, team leads, or monthly meetings, 
to, to, to talk about security is another good indicator. Um, you, you can get that from the top down if the CEO mandates it, and that's great, but I think also is required as people volunteering from non-executive positions asking you to come and contribute and partner with them. So how can security leaders listening take what you're saying and tailor it to their specific needs? Well, I think a security program is is best done across the enterprise. I mean, you should tailor it, but there again, that goes back to the training piece. You wouldn't, in, in our environment at HMO, we wouldn't teach the same level of how to process HIPAA forms, you know, right to access PHI and amend PHI. We wouldn't be teaching those same things to a non-call center department uh, like a claims processing unit. So I think you do have to, you know, do an inventory of what the job roles are and then make sure that you have specific training. Uh, but, you know, everybody gets some level of awareness training and process training uh, to help them do their job. And everybody benefits a lot from the different technology. We put in some wonderful DLP uh, data leakage prevention uh, technologies um, in place and a secure email gateway uh, that really takes uh, the protection of, of anti, you know, of blocking malicious emails to the next level. So everyone benefits from those different things. So this type of technology and those type of people resource oriented uh, measures have definitely made a stronger security program. Uh, I know a lot of people like to focus on the other component here, processes. Mm -hmm. um, for me, uh, you know, there's we maintain a matrix. So every time a new regulation comes out, whether it's something contractually required from the state, uh, another state law or tort, or perhaps a federal law, we can usually find something already out there, whether it's HIPAA, high trust, or an ISO standard, or a more, or perhaps even better, a NIST 800 series document that shows that we're already doing those things. So. I believe it was um, Jim Ralph at Aetna who once said, you know, we don't need regulations to make our security program stronger. Uh, uh, the, the bad guys are cycling their attacks and get honing uh, their code-based attacks and getting stronger and stronger in minutes, sometimes even seconds. If you go to propose a regulation, the cycle is typically years. So we don't need to be waiting for another regulation to help us out. There are plenty of standards and frameworks out there that are good. Pick one measure your success in implementing it, report it up to the board, and show the value. Mark, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. For ISMG, I'm Joan Goodchild.